Hello, I'm Matthias Spiegel. And I'm Ronald Donaldson. And welcome to a scandalous episode of... But But That's That's a Different different Story. story. Headlines. Where we bring you the most interesting headlines from across the globe and expand on them for you, the dear listener. Now let's get started with our first headline. Researchers using X-ray technology discover Mona Lisa's bones have a calcium deficiency. This just in from Paris, the Louvre, where art scientists... Gotta love the Louvre. You love to Louvre? Is that what you said? Gotta love the Louvre. That's the shirt that I got outside the Louvre when I went there for my vacation six years ago. (laughs) Gotta love the Louvre. Did you go inside the Louvre? No. (laughs) But people will assume that I did (laughs) with this t-shirt. It's the point of a t-shirt, Ronald. (laughs) Huh. You should get a t-shirt that says, you know, all I got was this t-shirt and... (laughs) Yes. You haven't seen my t-shirt that said, of course I ate breakfast today. And of course I brushed my teeth. You get a t-shirt to tell people things that you do that you didn't actually do. Oh, that's very smart. Yeah. I love New York. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Everyone's wearing them ironically. (laughs) True. Uh, Yeah. I guess I was doing that back before it was cool when I was wearing my No Fear (laughs) t-shirts. That's sad. (laughs) Speaking of sad, uh, poor Mona Lisa from the Louvre is found to have sad bones in her where scientists using new x-ray technology looking at the painting uh, saw the Mona Lisa skeleton and found it was just riddled with osteoporosis ooh ouch that sounds painful it sure must have been for her sure it wasn't she didn't take a trip to Russia and she was full of osteoporogies (laughs) Did they find a bunch of sour cream and onions in her too? <laughs> Interestingly enough, they did. Uh, <laughs> they also found that she was uh, wearing, there was a belt underneath her cloak, and it was a borscht belt. <laughs> so just further evidence that she went to Russia. Is that where who uh, Da Vinci painted her, right? Yes. Yeah, did is that where did they take a trip to Russia? That's where he painted her full of pierogies. Well, scientists are now piecing together clues that yes, that was the case. Oh, was it a lurid love affair? Did he sweep her off her feet and whisk her away to Russia with love? He most certainly did. Uh, Apparently, Mona Lisa was married to. A very sort of irate, powerful Italian count, but Da Vinci. Mona Lisa. (laughs) That was his name. (laughs) (laughs) And Mona Lisa was so infuriated by having someone else paint his wife Mona Lisa (laughs) that uh, he followed Da Vinci and Mona Lisa to Russia with love. With love. 
And in fact, he uh, once Mana Lisa got there, he shot Da Vinci, and Da Vinci painted his own shooting, uh, entitled it "A View to a Kill." <laughs> <laughs> They're still searching for that painting. They never found it in his his uh, room with all of his uh, sketches and everything. Never found it. So, if you find it, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Take a picture. It'll last longer. <laughs> yeah. Ground Pound Hound, found safe and sound on Round Ground Mound. Yes. <laughs> Prince Puppy the Poodle has returned to his kingdom. Uh, he was missing from the pound for many moons and uh, has turned up on a nice little uh, tuft right alongside Miss Moffat, uh, sitting next to her on her toffet. Uh, it's a joyous uh, occasion and a very fond reuniting of the two. Uh, yes, she the... had lost the dog, which is why it ended up in the pound. Uh, and he was the, the whole uh, menagerie of fairy tale animals looking for him uh the prince poodle prince puppy poodle (laughs) yeah all of the the famous fairy tale animals were just spread out through across the land because trying to reclaim this uh very important figure who would guard miss moffat so of course you had you know all the famous creatures like bigfoot (laughs) Famous fairy tale. Aesop spoke so much of Bigfoot. We all know the tale of the Bigfoot. That's right. <laughs> of course, yes, the, the Bigfoot and the Pelican who had to... Uh... The Bigfoot, the, the old lady that lived in a shoe, that shoe belonged to Bigfoot. <laughs> right. Little did people know it was an extended... Uh... <laughs> the director's <verse>. cut <laughs> goes into great detail about how the old lady who lived in the shoe stole the shoe from a Bigfoot. <laughs> she yes, she uh, climbed up a instead of a beanstalk, it was a I think a tomato vine to reach the land where Bigfoot lived to get the shoe. Yes, that what do they call that character? They they condensed a bunch of characters so the lady that lived in the shoe was also jack from jack in the beanstalk and the giant was actually a bigfoot yes (laughs) and uh of course there are a whole more humpty dumpty um the Eggman, and sonic tails Eggman, sonic tails the yes. whole Sega crew. <laughs> Echo the Dolphin was there. <laughs> All searching for uh, Puppy Prince Poodle Pound. What was Prince Puppy? Oh, Prince Prince Puppy Poodle. Prince Puppy Poodle. <laughs> yes. And of course, yeah. the mean old dog catcher 
uh, with his net. Right. Scooped up Prince Puppy Poodle, not knowing that he was royalty. Yeah. He had uh, absconded with Miss Muffet's uh, curds, um, and he went to find a nice, quiet place to chew them. He didn't care about the way. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, no way. <laughs> no way. Uh but he was praying to Yahweh before he <laughs> he devoured the curds. And as he was devouring the curds, yeah, the, the pound guy came in with his comically oversized net and scooped him right up, threw him in the back of the pound patrol. And uh, yeah, but Prince Puppy Poodle made a great escape, uh, picked the lock and uh, picked the lock of then opened up the pound and had a great animal escape. So there's lots of loose animals on the streets right now. Right, all of the other dogs, cats, uh, some parrots, uh, an orangutan were all just running falcons. <laughs> yes, swooping uh, at the the person who the dog catcher that caught him, and the dog catcher, of course, spun around and got trampled by all these animals. Yeah. Then all the vultures that, that were let loose from the pound picked his bones clean. Disgusting. <laughs> Took a very dark turn. But then all of the escaped dogs kind of scooped up, picked up his bones. The bones and <laughs> buried them. <laughs> In a very charming scene. <laughs> yeah. So uh, investigation is underway as to who uh, is going to be responsible for this uh, dog catcher's Disastrous death. Highline highlights high lie high life. Yes, the Highline Park in New York City, the above ground elevated green space on the west side of Manhattan, had a high lie tournament the other day, and it really showed off how great these high lie players have it. It wasn't just any tournament. It was a specifically a brunch tournament where they were flinging drinks, flinging mimosas at each other out of their weird claw things that they use. Uh, <laughs> that's how they were being served their drinks. It was very lavish. Lots of broken glass, but they didn't even care. No, they were having a great time. Uh, you know, spinning bottles, twirling them, rolling uh, fruit off their arms and catching it in their basket so many grapefruits just going every which way uh lots of lawsuits from passers-by being pelted by them yes the pelted citrus with uh palomas <laughs> <laughs> uh yes it luckily well someone almost got murdered by a moscow mule but <laughs> Luckily, they were just maimed. <laughs> yes, they the they had a very dented uh, copper cup afterwards. <laughs> With all these uh, drinks flying by, um, well, luckily no one was hurt too badly, but some people got pretty drunk, and it turned pretty rowdy. Yes, and... Uh, People started, uh, it turned from a highlight tournament, brunch tournament, to more of a wrestling tournament. tournament. Rowdy Roddy Piper refereeing. (laughs) 
He's like, this is the perfect venue for me. <laughs> he, uh, he was wearing his special sunglasses from They Live and <laughs> saw everyone's uh, skeletons. Yeah, he looked, well, he noticed that all of the people playing High Lie, these, you know, elites, wealthy to-doers, they were all zombified uh, through his glasses, and all the regular people were normal. So it really makes you think, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> I mean, I like to think, but this really made me think. Yes, and everyone there really wanted to drink. That's why they're having a funny brunch. Of course, the uh, highlight drink was the Singapore Sling, uh, because they were... What's in that? Well, of course, as everyone knows, (laughs) you have to start off with uh, a base alcohol. Uh Uh-huh. Well, the, the main thing about a Singapore Sling is that you have to sing the song as you pour it. Sing a pour, you know. So you're pouring the drink and singing, oh, I'm pouring your Singapore sling. And then you got to sling it to the person. It doesn't, alcohol, ingredients, doesn't matter. It's all the presentation. True. Uh, And while the... (laughs) And what does Google say? (laughs) Well, I just knew this. Uh, Of course, you need one cup ice, one and a half fluid ounces of gin a half fluid ounce of cherry-flavored brandy, a quarter... Well, you know, I could get into it, but that's yeah, just my please, own... I continue. I would like to know. Gin, One, brandy, cherry flavor, of course. Some triple sec? Mmm. Some... I Benedict. only have double sec. Will that mm. work? And mm. I have cherry Coke, not cherry brandy. And I have tin, not gin. <laughs> so I have ch- cherry Coke in a tin can... With some double sec. Does that work? Is that the same thing? Will it pass? Well, it's not quite a Singapore sling. It does sound like a Malaysian mudslide. (laughs) So, you know, I think, of course, the purpose of this whole brunch bash was really just have a good time. And I think with even that drink, you'll feel pretty good. Okay, well, I'll... Feel very uh, nice and uh, like living the high life, sipping my cherry Coke and double sec out of this tin can. And I'll pour a little out for all the people that passed away because of this dangerous brunch. <laughs> and don't forget, it's unlimited. Or bottomless. <laughs> bottomless. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, a few people misunderstood that and definitely got arrested not wearing any pants. Desperate DJ ditches dirty discs for Dusty Dillinger's in House Party Heist. That's right, folks. DJ Piss Party uh, has officially retired from the DJ game <laughs> and is now uh, holding up houses. Uh, he uh, was playing at a house party, a bunch of uh, teens, uh, one of whom's parents were out of town, threw a little kegger. Here comes DJ Piss Party, ready to uh, <laughs> piss on the party, as as he says, and uh, he's getting things going. And he notices that this uh, 
this house that he's playing at is pretty swanky. They got some nice uh, china in the cabinets and and DJ Piss Party, known collector of fine china. Uh, you know, that's all of his Instagram is just pics of fi- all of his fine china collection. And you can so see we- him taking his uh, DJ spinning skills and applying them to the china where he's spinning plates yes. in these Instagram videos, just showing off, showing off his stolen goods. Yes, fine china, you know, crystal glasses. He's running his finger around making, you know, he has a whole other side project of just making music out of spinning his fingers along crystal glasses with various amounts of fluids in them to make beautiful harmonic sounds. Um, He'll uh, clean his china with some sponge and the squeak of the cleaning is also a beat that he adds to his music. So he's really yes, taking he, all dishware. His, his album of kitchen sounds went platinum three times. And it was just him doing the dishes. That's <laughs> it. He just set his phone on record. Uh, not even on that. He just called his record producer, did the dishes platinum three times. Can do no wrong. Except now, because he's holding up houses for the China. Right, that's how he's keeping his new uh, fledgling dish career going by holding up houses. And of course, as you said earlier, he famously uh, kicks open the door and says, it's DJ Piss Party, everyone. <laughs> uh, that's He says his name every time he enters the house. So everyone knows who it is and who is robbing them. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. He wears the bandana like, a, you know, an old bandit. Bandit bandana. I get it now. Huh. Um <laughs> and uh but then yeah he announces I I'm DJ Piss Party. I'm here for your fine china. Fork it over with the spoons and all the other silverware too. He is recording himself while he's doing this um as he's sort of venturing into rap uh, and overlaying that on his some of his beats and he's putting that on Bandit Camp. <laughs> Yes, he's taking his rap career very seriously, and he's branched out from fine china to pashminas. <laughs> so instead of bandanas, he's wearing a nice little headscarf as, as, he, as he's breaking into these houses. <laughs> uh, last reports have seen him wearing a uh, mink stole. <laughs> Still alive. (laughs) Really just a pet mink. (laughs) He's stealing exotic pets now. He sends them in to help with the smaller of the China wear. (laughs) To gather them up in their soft fur, you know, like uh, cushioning, cushioning, padding for them. Right. And no one is sure when his sort of reign of terror will end, but... People are enjoying his new sounds. Uh, in fact, he is collaborating with um, Brian Wilson on Pet Sounds too, <laughs> using uh, all different dishware and home collections. To... Yes, he has a whole choir of minks now. <laughs> <laughs> Chirping for him. It's a beautiful sound. And Brian Wilson just sane as ever. In the producer's chair, we're looking at another at least triple plat. At least. 
Talking titanium. There are worries that uh, DJ Piss Party will steal some of his own platinum albums. That they'll be so shiny and look like (laughs) plates that he'll just steal them from the record label. Yes. Yeah, his record label is on high security uh, anytime he enters the building. So DJ Piss Party, who, of course, was once spinning 45s, is now shooting 45s. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes, his Dusty Dillingers. He does have guns, which is how he holds you up. And speaking of holding up, we think his music will hold up for a long time. Dubstep never dies. Thank you for joining us for another episode of But That's a Different Story Headlines. Join us again next time for more.